0: I'm Pauline Larson and this is Petey. Hi. All right, today we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about doing what's right. You know, sometimes you know you're supposed to do certain things, but part of is like, can't we do this another way? I don't really wanna go all that effort. Or it could be something like, you know you need to do what's right, but you really um, rather not. I'll give you an example. Let's say you find something and maybe you find a bunch of money and you watch the person drop it and it's like a wad of money. Or maybe you are checking out at the store, you got the wrong change back. The honest thing to do is tell a person, the salesperson or whatever, or catch the person who dropped it and tell them, you know, hey, you overcharged me or here, here, I found this. And sometimes we're supposed to do what's right and we don't want to uh, just because we just don't feel like it. <laughs> but it's always good to do what's right. That's what we're going to learn about today. And we're going to learn about the Ten Commandments. And so, you know, lots of cities have taken them down in America. And they're putting them back. I know in Galveston, just a couple of streets down from where we are, are the Ten Commandments. And I treasure them. You, yeah. <laughs> Because it, it really is good. It's the standard to live by. The Bible, of course. But the Ten Commandments are things are that are good, you know, lying's not good, you know, uh, cheating on your spouse is not <laughs> good, and killing somebody, definitely not recommended. And so these are all things that that really, if you sum it up, you could say love God with all your heart and mind and soul and, and love others, love others as, you know, your neighbor, it says, as yourself. But the truth of the matter is it's a law of love in a way because Think about it if you're about to do something. If it's going to hurt somebody, it's not good to do. So with that, we're going to go ahead and... You always do what's right, Petey? No. (laughs) That's right. You're a cat. Cats don't always do. We do what we want. Yeah, I know. Cats do what they want. They're kind of known for it, aren't they? Yeah. Gets us in trouble. Yeah, it gets in trouble. That's why I think one of yours is a little funny. Somebody chewed it off. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and put the... Put the memory verse on, which says, let's see, what does it say up there? Mm, Never tire of doing what is right. No, not bright, right. Never tire of doing what is right. And we need to do what's right. All right. Where's that found? Up there. Yeah, I know it's found up there. What does that say? I don't know. You don't know how to say it? No. Okay. 2 Thessalonians 3.13, that's a book in the Bible, by the way. So, with that in mind, um, we need to consider when we do things, you know, is this the right thing to do? And sometimes we have a choice, it's hard to know. What is the right thing to do? Because, um, you know, you don't know the outcome of something and you have choices. But follow that. Follow your heart and follow what you know based on the word of God. Anyway, we're going to go over the PowerPoint. And it says, it's more important to do what is right than to do what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I can, my boys when they were growing up, you know, they had to do the, they had to set a table, do dishes, they had chores they had to do and, and I, you know. We gave him an allowance, and I was talking to my husband. He grew up on a farm, and I think for the time he was old enough to walk, he had chores, and he didn't get paid. You lived on a farm. Uh, you did what you had to do, and what you got out of it was you got to eat, <laughs> had a roof over your head and things like that. So you, liked, you don't always like to do what you know is right. I know there's times I've, I've told you you need to you know knock something off or quit Fighting with somebody or whatever. Yeah, well, I don't want to. Yeah, I know you don't want to. But are you doing the right thing? Hmm. I don't know. They hit me first. Well, that, just because somebody hit you first doesn't mean that's right. You should hit them. However, I think with bullies, you need to stand up for bully, to bullies. But Because bullies usually back off when you stand up to them. But you still need to do, put that in mind, to do what is right is really more important than to, just to do what you want. Okay, can you say goodbye? No. All right, let's put you down here. Yeah, let's put you down there. Okay, let's go on. And we're going to go over the four things we usually learn uh, about, or we need to learn about God. And this is a review. Some of you probably, if you've been watching the show, you know how to know this by heart. Somebody says to you, what's Christianity all about? You can tell them, well, number one, God loves me. And that's pretty impressive. Why? I know everybody feels they're lovable, but you know what? The second thing says, I have sinned. Yeah, we may be lovable, but we have sinned. Every one of us needs a Savior. And I mean, even back in the Garden of Eden, when everything's perfect, they blew it. And because of that, number three, Jesus had to come and die on a cross to, to buy us back. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? He would love us that much that he would die for us, and he hadn't even really met us yet. He knew us from the foundation of the world, the Bible says. But can you imagine? I don't know, you know. I'd probably die for one of my kids. I don't know if I'd die for a friend, maybe. I know years ago I had a dream about being crucified, and I didn't want to die for the world. It was like, get me out of here. I woke up when they were nailing my hands. I just, hmm so, but he did that, and he said, for the joy set before him, I mean, he went, he went with a good attitude. But in the garden when he was praying the day before, he was like, Lord, you know, if you can, let this cup pass, but if not, not my will, but thy will be done. And that goes back to doing what's right, even when you don't feel like it. Sometimes the right thing to, to do is just put things away. Some of you kids have probably been told by your parents and your teachers, you need to clean up after yourself. You need to put things away. Well, it's fun when you bring everything out, like if you're going to play a game or do something, but then when it's time you're tired of playing or whatever, you got to put the stuff away. That's not so much fun, is it? But you've got to do what's right. And the fourth thing is, I must decide to live for him. Oh, he's wonderful to live for. You know, there's things that he'll ask you to do. That just You've been designed to do it. And there's some things you, he asks you to do. I think sometimes he has you, gives you a test to see if you'll obey him or not. But he always blesses you, and he always roars you. But when a teacher gives a test, the teacher doesn't talk during the test, and neither does he. So sometimes we do go through a period of testing. But if we'll do what's right, and if we'll do it because we've decided to live for him, it'll be worth it. All right. So today we're going to talk about the Ten Commandments. And three months after leaving uh, Egypt, the Israelites arrived at Mount Sinai, the same place where Moses had first encountered God, apparently. And so can you imagine? Here's all these people. They got this mountain that they're looking at. And I mean, there's lightning. There's like earthquake. It's like shaking. There's loud noises. That would be scary. I mean, we're talking a mountain, we're not talking a little mound here, we're talking a mountain. And so, Moses left the people at a safe distance, and he ventured alone up to the mountain to talk to God. Well, he gets up there, and he's gone for a while. And with all the shaking and the noise and the thunder and lightning, I'm sure they thought something had happened to him. I mean, that would occur to me. It says, Moses, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you here to me. Now if you obey me faithfully and keep my covenant, you shall be a treasured possession among peoples, a king, a priest, and a holy nation. That's not strict Bible. That's what somebody's written. He says, go tell the people to wash themselves. They must be pure. And it tells them to purify themselves for three days. And then Moses, go tell this to the people. This is when he gets the Ten commandments, um, and so he is he's up there. can you see the mountain there? And God supernaturally wrote the Ten Commandments, and yet the people were so afraid, and they were not allowed to go touch the mountain or they'd die. but here they are, all out in front of it, and um <laughs> And pretty amazing that he was able to glow up that mountain. And for 40 days, he didn't drink or eat. And then, of course, when they came down, they'd made a golden calf. That's another story. But the Ten Commandments broke, so he had to go back up for another 40 days. But here's what eventually was written. He's the, uh, God told Moses, I am your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of Labor. The first thing is you shall have no other gods before me. Secondly, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of anything that is in the heavens above or on earth below. You shall not bow down yourself to them nor serve them. Can you think of anything more ridiculous? You go carve something out of wood or mold it out of gold. You made it, and now you're going to worship it and get advice from it? That's kind of nuts, don't you think? It's, It's like, seriously? I don't think so. Why would you think that could be something that would tell you what to do? Probably. I'm <laughs> so third thing is you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God in vain. You know how everybody I, I it really bothers me when I see on TV shows, people use the name of Jesus and, you know, and and use it as a profanity. You know, they're swearing. But I have a pastor friend who used to say when he'd be at a gas station, and somebody did that. And he said, and they say, Jesus Christ. Or say, and they say, oh, you know him too, do you? And of course they didn't usually. And so it was an interesting conversation after that. Okay, the next one is honor your father and mother. You say, well, I have a terrible father. My fathers he's drunk all the time. It's terrible. My mother's terrible too. And said, so the Bible tells us to. In fact, it's actually we find in the Two Testament where it says, It's the one with the commandment, you know, that it will be well with you and and you'll have long life. Meaning if you don't, you actually, life can be shortened. God's serious about us honoring our parents. And you know what? When you do what's right, even if they're not always right, God will take care of the situation. You do your part. You're not, you know, let God work on them. The next one is you shall not murder. I think that's pretty obvious. We're not supposed to kill each other. And you shall not commit adultery. I'm going to go back for a moment on murder, especially for you young girls watching. If, you know, if you get yourself pregnant, it is not okay to have an abortion. This thing about it, it's a woman's right or choice, it's a life. It doesn't justify murder. It's unfortunate if people make mistakes, but it's a life. And this is the thing. You need to do what's right. All right. The next one is, thou shall not commit adultery. When you're married, you've got one partner. <laughs> and you don't look around and you don't have, you know, commit adultery. You don't do that. That's wrong. And it destroys families. It's just, it's wrong. All right. You shall not steal. No, you don't make a good e- an excuse about, well, I'm just borrowing it for now. I'll return it. No, it's still stealing. And, um... By the way, going back to you shall not murder, when you say really bad things about people to people, you're killing their reputation. That's another form of murder. Anyway, back to the ninth one. is you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. In other words, lie. You don't tell a a lie uh, in order to make a point or get out of a bad situation or get somebody in trouble. You know, a lot of the things that go on in the political realm are just flat-out lies. Not everybody, there's really good politicians too, but there's a lot of them that flat out lie. And they know they're doing it, but they figure the cause is greater because they need to be in office, they need to make the changes, and the ends justifies the means. No, a lie is a lie. And guess who's the father lies? That's the devil. Okay, um, you shall not covet, which means you don't go around wanting somebody else's stuff. That's wrong. You know, it's not that you can't see something they have and think, yeah, I'd like to have one of those too or something. There's a difference between really wanting it and getting to the point where you just take it. All right, we're going to go on. See this picture of ammonia, a bottle of ammonia. Well, there was um, <coughs> a little kid who was warned and warned not to get, it was kept under the sink and of the house. And the mother warned it not to the child not to go under there and get it. Anyway, make a long story short, the child did get it and did drink it and was, became very sick. You know, sometimes things have warning labels on it for a reason. Heed the warnings. You know, as a story of a, a little dog. little dog would run the fence line, run the fence line, run the fence line. Dog wanted out. Dog was happy. Had enough food, was loved. Little puppy. But the puppy wanted out. Well, the puppy didn't realize that fence was there to protect it. Because just not too far away was a highway, which the little dog could get killed if it got out. But it wanted to get out. That's all it could think about was, how do I get out? How can I get out? And sometimes, you know, there's rules and things that we have in our life. And they're for our protection. When it's not just that we don't have fun, it's to protect us and keep us safe. All right. Now, you see these coins. It's interesting about the coins, you know. Each one of those had to be specially made and minted. And each one of them, they're different sizes and things. And each one of them was carefully made um, to a certain standard. And it's, um, you know, money is is good. It's very good, but not when it controls you or you end up doing things for it, even when you hurt people. Money, God wants us to have money but not for money to have us and that's probably one of the biggest reasons why problems happen breaking the ten commandments it has to do with money a lot of times and it has to do a lot of times with uh you know i'll just be honest you know um people wanting (laughs) to have a relationship with somebody and that maybe isn't appropriate let's put it that way with the opposite sex or you know whatever and it's But these things sometimes will get you to do things that you know aren't right. Okay. Well, here's a picture of me and Petey. Why would I put that up there when I'm standing here and I just had Petey? Well, I'm putting this up for a point. That's a puppet. When when Petey speaks, guess who's really speaking? It's me. (laughs) And God doesn't want puppets out of people. He wants us to choose him and love him. He does not want us to be robot type. He could have had that and made us that way. He has the ability. He wants us to choose to love him, to choose to serve him. And he gives us the right to choose him or even to just say, I don't want you, God, and end up going to hell. Nobody, God doesn't want anybody to go there, but he gives us the right to choose. And so, you know, a puppet will do whatever you tell it to do. And it's kind of, um, you can sound like the voice is coming from somewhere else, but it's not. But this is the thing. We need to speak God's word, but that doesn't make us a puppet. We choose. We decide when we're going to quote the word of God and do what's right or wrong. And God gives us that freedom. So it's kind of a, a a cool point that he does because in the garden when he made man and then Eve and the animal, he he could have created them where they were just like little robots but he wanted a relationship with us. He wanted us to choose to be with him. And, you know, going back to this puppet. (laughs) Puppet goes where I take it. It does not have a choice. In spite of the little stories we tell about it. The truth of the matter is it, it goes where it's told to go, and it's physically carried wherever. Now, we should go where God tells us to go, but we decide to go. We speak as we feel to do, as we're led to do, hopefully, but the main thing is we are not, we have total control over what we say and do. God gave us that. And has allowed us, even if we make bad decisions, it's up to us. All right. Now we're going to go on with the adventures of Kangaroo Jones again. And if you remember, it wasn't very good what had happened. Um, here we see Kangaroo Jones. The um, the hyenas had taken the, the precious stone. And he didn't know what they call them, the sacred stones, precious stones, and you know, he wondered what that was, you know. I mean, he served God. And so he knew they were pretty and they were in the center of the town displayed. And like our Ten Commandments, which you'll find eventually, that's really what they were. But the hyenas that had been throwing the eggs, if you remember last week, trying to, not the, the kangaroos that were throwing the eggs to get the hyenas, um, that was a really dumb thing to do. They were captured. And Kangaroo Jones, the city, had come out and and mayor of Kangarooville had come out to help him, and and he was uh, he he was hurt because there were so many hyenas came into the town and were trying to steal and and take things from the city and take the kangaroos, and so he got free, and he went in there, you know, he carried his big old whip and stuff, and he had a, a kind of a timber thing, and he went in, and this is going in to the temple of doom. And he's going to, because he knows that's where they went, because he saw them go. The hyenas, and so he beat up some of the hyenas, and and he was, you know, they were surprised; they did not expect him to come, and 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 he was able to beat all the ones that were around. It wasn't all of them; it was just a few that were guarding the kangaroos and the stolen stuff. And so he here he is; he's he's after them. Well. He sees the kangaroo. Remember, these are the little guys that were throwing the eggs and acting kind of stupid because they thought they knew better. When, they, when uh mayor of Kangarooville said, okay, we're going to pray about the situation. They didn't want to bother with that. No, they wanted to go and do something. And so that's where they had decided to throw the eggs. And instead, they got captured by the hyenas. So then Kangaroo Jones, he finds all the, he finds all the um, stones and he thinks, what are these? These are precious stones. And By then, Kevin Kangaroo, who'd gone with him, said, oh, those stones, you don't know what those are? Well, those are the Ten Commandments. They're vital to our town because they give us a foundation of how to live. And so do the Ten Commandments in the Bible. You know, that's why they're displayed like that. And that's each one of them, if you remember what we just read when we, we saw the scripture, so each one of these stones had imprinted on it. So they called them sacred, but they were very precious because the city looked to that as a standard to live. And we need to, you know, keeping the Sabbath in there is one of them. And And keeping the Sabbath means you need to rest. You need a day when you honor God and when you rest and stop from the things you're doing. That was one of them too. And they're all things that were were good things to do, like not lying and stealing and 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 you know not killing people. They're all were good things, so they were glad that they had found the stones. And I think they had them all then, and 'cause they'd taken them. Well, just at that moment, when he's fixing to try to leave, here come the hyenas. They found out about him, and they're riding in one of the cars. This was there was a there was a kind of tunnel under there, and and they had all these cars. And of course here's Indian Jones, he's with the the stones and the the kangaroos, I guess. And so here come the hyenas. Hot on his tail. Oh my. So that didn't look good. He'd already had problems with them once. So he found a timber though. And he held it up and he whacked and beat on some of them. And knocked he the ones he knocked out of the car ended up going down to the bottom of the canyon, which I'm sure they met a fate that wasn't too good. So then he gets on prog and then he comes to a kind of one of those swaying type bridges and he thinks, Oh, I've got the stones, and all of a sudden there's kangaroos both ways and it's like, um it looks really bad. And he's with Kevin and they're like Now what am I going to do? But he takes his sword, and first he told him, you hang on to the rope, hang on to part of the rope there because this is going to be kind of rough. And he just slashes it. And so the the bridge split in two, and the rest of those that were on the bridge, they fell down to the canyon. But there were a group of them on the other side, I guess, that kind of behind us that made it to safety, sort of but by then they knew they'd been whooped by uh kangaroo jones and they were they were like oh please forgive us of course kangaroo jones is like yeah you want me to forgive you and then you'll be bad again and they said no 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 we won't we realize that you know we made um you guys are stronger and he 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 was like i don't know i think i ought to just send you guys to the bottom of the canyon too and then um Kangaroo Kevin said, well, you remember the Ten Commandments? And he says, if these guys are really saying that they're going to do right, now you got to be careful about that, because sometimes people will say that, and then they'll turn around trying try to hurt you. But they seemed like they were sincere, so they forgave them. And so anyway, they made it back to the town, and believe it or not, the hyenas didn't bother them anymore after that. And they had the stones back, for the Ten Commandments and the kangaroos were safe and Kangarooville was safe once again. You know, it it pays to know God. It pays to hear from God. I'm sure the Holy Spirit was leading him the whole way. But anyway, um, God is so good and so faithful. Now, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity to do so. We do this on every show. Because we know our show goes all over the world and it's like, if you don't put it off, you don't know how long you have. Things can change in a split second. Just like the people in 9-11 who were in the Twin Towers um, years ago, their life changed when that plane, who would have thought a plane would fly into a 110 or whatever it is story building? I mean, not really. And deliberately do that with the intent of killing. And so... You just don't know, not to be negative, but accept, ask Jesus to come into your heart, be your Lord and Savior. You know, he's wonderful. You'll never be sorry that you did that. Well, I'm going to put some things up in Spanish, and you can follow along with this. It's not exactly the way I'm saying it, but if you have someone in the room with you who speaks Spanish and doesn't speak English, they can accept Jesus as well. All right. First of all, the Bible says for all of sin. And it comes short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so, the um, Bible also says in Romans 10:9 and 10, if you'll believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and if you'll say with your mouth um, that that He did, then you can be saved. And the Bible also says in Romans 10:13 that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You're a whosoever. I'm a whosoever. You know, and God wants you in his family. He loves you like we learned earlier. And so why don't we say this together? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I do believe. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I believe with my heart, and I'm saying it with my mouth. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. We're almost out of time. There's uh, our address at the bottom of the screen and we'd love to hear from you, especially if you just accepted Jesus. God bless and we'll see you next time.